Hello, everyone, and welcome to Philosophy and Fiction in Modern Spain. I'm Dr. Todd Mack from Hillsdale College. Today I'll be discussing an essay by Maria Zambrano called Thought and Poetry. It's sort of the first chapter, really, of her book, uh, Philosophy and Poetry, in which she lays some foundation for her central idea, which is poetic reason. So Maria Zambrano, uh, she's a, a great 20th century Spanish philosopher. Uh, she was born in Vélez, Málaga, which is uh, down in Andalusia in the south of Spain, in 1904, and she died in 1991. So she lived for uh, quite a long time. She died just recently. I mean, I don't know, 1991. Maybe that doesn't feel just recently to some of you, but <laughs> to me it does. Uh, she lived uh, a big chunk of her youth in Segovia, and then, uh, and then during the Spanish Civil War, she left Spain uh, in exile, and she stayed away all the way until 1984, so it's like almost 50 years that she was uh, in exile. She lived all over in the Caribbean, Latin America, and the United States. Um, her main idea, the thing that she's best known for, and the thing that we talked about today in class, is this idea of poetic reason. And um, poetic reason is uh, it's a, it's a pretty interesting idea. Um, it, it can be, I don't think it's super hard to like conceptualize. I think it's, uh, it can be tricky to, to understand what it looks like in, um, in practice. Uh, but the main idea here for Maria Zambrano is that, um, there are, there are two basic ways of understanding the world. One is what she would call philosophy or thought using reason and the other is poetry it's more intuitive um, and basically since the time of Plato uh, says Zambrano uh, poetry and philosophy have been at odds with each other so she starts this uh, this essay she says despite the, the fact that for some fortunate mortals poetry and thought may have been given at the same time and in parallel Despite that, for others yet more fortunate, poetry and thought may have been able to be merged in a single expressive form. The truth is that thought and poetry are in serious confrontation throughout the length of our culture. So she says, there are some people that have been able to combine these two things in one. Uh, but for most of our culture, we've seen, most of our history, we've seen the reason, like reason and intuition in conflict uh, with each other. Uh, each of them wants for itself eternally the soul where it nests, and that double pull may be the cause of certain misallocation, mis misallocated vocations and of much anxiety without end, uh, drowning in sterility. Um, and uh, so she so she sets up like this is the problem, and it, it comes it stems in in her mind from Plato in the Republic who says that we need uh, to have philosopher kings who will uh, take us to the promised land, and uh, that the poets are problematic because they don't, uh, they don't show things as they really are, but they just show the appearance of things. And the philosophers, their job is to get to the heart of the essence of things. So the poets are banned, and they're mad about this. And so, uh, so we have poetry at odds with philosophy um, throughout, uh, throughout Western culture, really. Uh, 
she says, Zambrano says uh, this, this other interesting thing here. She says, there seems to us two sides of a man, the philosopher and the poet. The whole person is not found under philosophy. The totality of the human is not found with poetry. In poetry, we directly encounter the concrete individual human. In philosophy, the human in his universal history, in its wish to be. Poetry is encounter, mastery, discovery through grace. Philosophy searches, inquiry guided by a method. So she says uh, that philosophy is a search, and poetry is the encounter. It's the finding of the thing that you're searching for. And uh, she talks about that, um, that philosophy is violent uh, because you're on the search. So you're like a soldier or an adventurer. You're on the search for something. Something gets in your way of finding the truth, and you're going uh, you're gonna, to you're gonna push through it to, to get to the heart of things. Uh, poetry, art uh, for, for Thambrano, is, uh, it's contemplative. It's about... Uh, it's about observation, um, and and so again we see these we see these things kind of at odds with each other. And she says we don't we don't need to actually balance these two things. We need to uh, fuse both of them. We need to search for the truth in a way that is also contemplative, gentle, uh, that that takes into account the particularities of life and lived experience. So it's not like we need to go really hard and then find something and step back and look at it, but we need to actually move forward with this kind of poetic reason. So not just a not a cold, sterile, steely-eyed reason, but a poetic reason, a reason that's more humble, uh, that's more gentle in the way that it approaches uh, that it approaches truth and the search for truth. And that's really what she's uh, what she's trying to get at. She's talking about a way of life, a way of living uh, that is reasonable, that is reasoned, that's logical, but that it also uh, allows us to uh, appreciate the small things around us. She was a student of Ortega, and so it's not surprising to hear her talk about the contemplation of the small things around us. That's uh, what Ortega talks about, what are our, our circumstances. We need to be aware of our circumstances, these small things around us, but we also need to continue to push forward uh, towards the truth. Uh, I, I just kind of a side note, but something that helped me to understand uh, or to kind of um, wrap my brain around what, th what Thambrano is saying here is uh, the, th the thoughts of Emmanuel Levinas, who is another 20th century philosopher, uh, really a philosopher of ethics. So rather than trying to get to the heart of like what is, that's what we call ontology, he's trying to get to ethics. How should we act in this world? Uh, and he, he's a, a, a Jew. He comes out of uh, the Second World War. And he recognizes that it seems hard for humans to kill each other. So if I'm just a regular guy, I don't look around like, actually killing uh, or th even thinking about killing the people around me. Um, it's kind of unthinkable. Uh, Levinas says our, our first, the first great commandment is thou shalt not kill. Like, just don't kill people. Let's start there. <laughs> um, and then he says, uh, yet somehow humans are capable of killing each other and sometimes on a, on a massive scale. And how is that? 
So he comes up with this idea. It's probably uh, most de described in most detail in a book called Totality and Infinity. And in Totality and Infinity, he says there's kind of two ways to see the world. One is a, a totalizing way, and the other one is uh, what he would call like a, an infinity kind of way. So we can see the world in terms of totality, especially the people around us, in terms of totality. It's like seeing them like a pie chart. And uh, you ask a person a certain number of questions, you start to fill in the pie chart, right? So if I say, where are you from? And you say, uh, uh, I'm from Utah. And it's like, well, I, there's nothing else that I need to know. I, know. I know somebody else from Utah. And so like, what else is there to know, right? Like the, the, the pie chart has been filled up. And we say, I know that person. Uh, that's a totalizing way of, of seeing people. Now, infinity way of seeing people is to recognize that there's a spark of the infinite divine inside of everyone. And that you could live with someone for a thousand years and ask them a thousand questions, and you will never get to that, that infinite spark that's inside of them. There will always be mystery. And because there's always mystery, there's no way for you to completely totalize them. The, the, the pie chart will never be full. You can continue to fill it up, but it will never be completely full. And so Levinas talks about two ways of engaging with the world. One is what he calls a grasp, and the other is the caress. And to grasp at the world is really what Zambrano is talking about with, uh, with philosophy, uh, with reason, using pure reason. To, it's, it's grasping at the truth in a way that for Levinas feels violent. Um, and, uh, and for Zambrano also. Levinas says, rather than that, we should approach the world uh, with what he calls the caress. And the caress is the lightest possible physical touch. But it is exploratory, but it recognizes like the, the personhood of the thing that is being, um, that is being explored. So, uh, so we, we ought to, says Levinas, go through life humbly, peacefully, gently, continually striving for the truth about the things around us. So when you meet someone, you should try to get to know them. But you should do it in a way that's gentle. You should do it in a way that recognizes the, the infinite divine that's inside of them and that you'll never really fully, truly know them. Uh, and so um, because you can't ever totalize them, then you can't ever turn them into an object. And that's why humans are capable of, of destroying each other is because if I see you as an object, not as a person, then I can kill you. Uh, if I say, you're a Jew, so therefore I can kill you, or you're black, or you're Mormon, or whatever it is, uh, then um, that's the problem. The problem is uh, when, we, when we objectify uh, people to a point where we, there's nothing else for us to know. There is nothing else to know. I know what I need to know, therefore I can kill this person uh, or do them harm. And Levinas says, really, there's no way to fully know the person, so you continue to gently explore um, and, and I think that that's what Maria Zambrano is getting at with, uh, with her idea of poetic reason, that, that it is reason, it is logic, and it, and it is exploratory, and we should have a destination. We should be trying to understand the essence of, of existence. But we should do it in a way that recognizes the mystery of it all, that allows time for contemplation, which is another important way of knowing, that the artistic way of knowing, this intuitive way of knowing, uh, is also really, really important and, and shouldn't be discounted. That You can't excise the contemplation from the, from the search. 
you have to do them both together. And, uh, and that's where Thambrano uh, kind of lands in this little essay here. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. If you find this show helpful, I encourage you to go to anchor.fm slash philosophy and fiction and offer a monthly donation. Don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app of choice, and please recommend the show to your friends. Feel free to reach out with questions or feedback by finding me on Twitter at Todd K. Mack or emailing me at tmac at hillsdale.edu. You can also go to toddkmack.com to find a list of all my shows. This semester I have one on beginning Spanish and one on the hero's journey in masterpieces of film. Until next time, so long. Thank you.